Well, welcome everyone again to Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson. I am the founder and the president of Ecclesia United. Uh, I just want to thank you for joining our uh, this particular podcast. I, uh, this is really exciting what we're working through. Um, if you have not had an opportunity to subscribe, you can do so on our podcast page. Uh, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, just search for Ecclesia United. Um, I know we're active on Apple uh, and as well as uh, RSS.com. Um, so uh, we are looking to advance, uh, I, I should say, um, get our podcast footprint out there a little bit more. But nonetheless, you can share um, this information or share this podcast with any of your friends and family members around the globe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, so we have been um, kind of talking through um, a uh, you may see another podcast in this series called, uh, it may have the title, Hey, uh, H-E-I, the number five, uh, and Behold. Um, so what we're talking through with this particular um, series, if you will, is the Hebrew alphabet. The Hebrew alphabet as it associates um, or, or associates with uh, numerical values, how those numerical values then um, between the, the, the Hebrew letter and the numerical value, there is a meaning that is ascribed and a spiritual infusion that is um, within each number uh, or letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so um, we're working through the year 5782, which is the year that we're in right now. And that year 5782 began um, on September 7th at sunset uh, because the Hebrew calendar uh, the days in Hebrew calendars uh, actually begin at sunset. So from sunset to sunset is considered a 24-hour period. And so the last particular, um, um, or I should say 5782, the year 5782, according to the Hebrew calendar, began on September 7th at sunset. Uh, that was the Jewish New Year or the Hebrew New Year, and um, and we are in that year now. So there's things uh, that we can discern and uh, understand from the themes or from the numbers uh, five, seven, eight, two, or so, which are associated with Hebrew letters, which then give us an opportunity to understand themes and movements and times and seasons that we're in. Um, and what's happening uh, in 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 and around us. Uh, so I would encourage you to take an opportunity to to, to go back to uh, listen to uh, the previous installment in this series, if you will, which was the number five. This particular installment will fo will focus on the number seven, um, uh, which is the Hebrew letter letter Zayin, and I may be saying that incorrectly, but it's spelled Z A Y I N, uh, Zayin or Zayin. Um, that is the number seven um, uh, Hebrew letter. So uh, I won't go through uh, the 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 points or the reasons behind the number seven, uh, how the number seven is ascribed to the letter itself. Uh, I would encourage you again to go back to uh, the number five because I give a pretty good uh, overview in that particular installment. It kind of explains uh, the Kabbalistic methods of ascribing number, numerical values to numbers, to the Hebrew numbers, or to the Hebrew letters, uh, and then kind of themes and different things uh, that are in spiritually infused within uh, within those uh, letters. So, the number seven uh, is what we're on in this particular installment. So, um, what does it? What does it? Um, depict or what does it mean um, you'll hear me mention in the previous installment that um, there is generally a uh, pictor I, I don't know if pictogram is probably what I'm trying to say or picture element uh, or word picture or picture word I don't know how you want to say that but uh, uh, there's generally graphics or something that really kind of gives a picture of um, of what the Hebrew letters and numbers uh, actually mean, and so when we come to the letter Zayin or Zayin uh, or the number seven, uh, which is associated with the number seven, uh, you have a picture of a crown, uh, you have a picture of a scepter, 
Um, you have a picture of a blade or a sword. And so this kind of puts you in the mindset of, um, of, of, of a person with authority and with power. Uh, the scepter is, uh, is associated with authority and kingship. Um, if you, uh, if you kind of research in biblical times, kings, um, held a scepter. The scepter was often, I'm kind of thinking about, uh, I want to say this is in the book of Esther, um, in which, um, when permission was granted to, 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 um, to come forward into the king's present, the scepter would be extended to the person basically to signify to them that they had the opportunity, uh, and by the king's blessing to then approach and make their requests known uh, unto the king. Uh, and so so the scepter is really a, a sign of power and authority. Uh, and then the, the, the crown, of course, is, is, a, is a symbol of kingship, uh, headship, if you will, um, uh, authority. Uh, one sitting is sitting in the seat. Um, if you were to kind of translate that into a you know, present day, present day language, if you will, this would be something, someone equivalent to like a CEO of an organization, how the organization moves at the edicts or, uh, at the, um, at the announcements or at the, uh, direction, uh, of the, of, of the head leadership, the CEO or senior leaders of an organization. We're talking about individuals that have, that are wearing the crown, symbolic of their royal authority. Um, or you can think about monarchies, uh, and, and, um, and how those, and how those are set up, uh, and, and one having that, that authoritative rest, that supremacy, if you will. Um, and so that's what the number seven is uh, is uh, pointing to. Now, <clears throat> what's uh, very interesting about about this particular number uh, is something that recently um, uh, came to me just uh, is in some of my day to day um, studying and um, just communing with God and 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 prayer uh, and, and even fasting in some instances. Um, uh, this was something that recently came to me, uh, which was very, very helpful. And now I'll say this, this in all transparency, in trial transparency, um, you know, I, I'm, I am, uh, I, I employ therapists, if you will, for my own personal self. Uh, I think it's really, really healthy, uh, to, um, invest in your own mental health, um, you, you, you are in your body 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, you're with your own thoughts, uh, you, you, with, with the advent or benefit of friends and family, you have the ability to, uh, socialize and articulate thoughts. Uh, and then also outside of those individuals who may have, um, an affinity towards you. Uh, as an individual, I think it's healthy to have someone who sits, who sits on the outside of your sphere of influence, if you will, or outside of your circle of friends and trusted advisors to, um, to, to give you, uh, to give you a holistic perspective, uh, on philosophical views, thoughts, or even places you may be stuck at in your own thoughts, loops in your own thoughts. Um, uh, that may have you stuck or it may, may generate, uh, anxiety for you, um, or, uh, different things of that nature. Uh, and so, you know, I employ, uh, a therapist, uh, uh, to, uh, to aid me to be that one that's sitting on the outside has no connection necessarily to me. Um, not a friend per se, uh, with someone that works in a clinical and a professional field, um, uh, that, that, that kind of specializes in, and has their footprint in this work and in that field of mental health. Uh, and I think it's very, very healthy, uh, especially amid all the stuff that you're seeing probably nowadays in mainstream media, uh, with individuals, um, you know, battling with mental health, uh, and things of that nature. So I said all that to say that I do employ a, a, a therapist. And so m one of my recent, um, sessions with, uh, my therapist, we were just talking through a few things. We we're talking through what one of the 
when God generally deals with me, uh, I, I, he generally impresses words in my heart, uh, generally a single word. Uh, sometimes rarely it is a phrase, but most of the time it's a single word that I find myself kind of studying and, um, you know, researching. I find myself kind of thinking on it, which is an indicator to me uh, that, that this is something that I need to delve into uh, a little deeper. And so uh, one of the words that uh, was recent uh, for me, I want to say this past Monday. Uh, so at the time you see this recording released, it will be you can trace back to the Monday of that date and time, which I'm kind of referring to. Um, I have the word. Uh, uh, I don't know if the correct pronunciation is chrysalis or chrysalis um, but if you search search it I think it's spelled C-H-R-C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S chrysalis or chrysalis and if I'm misspelling that if you put th what I just spelled inside of Google uh, <laughs> it Google does a great job of spell correcting you to get you on the right path so uh, it'll get you the ballpark of what I'm talking about and what I'm referring to um, and so um, I was studying that word that took me on a particular trajectory uh, and then I was kind of talking to my therapist about this word and so we kind of got into a discussion around the word and then some other thoughts um, centered around uh, um, um, authority and kingship. Um, and, um, chrysalis, one of the things you'll find when you, when you, when you look in and do your study and it, this is a, it, it's a, it's a trans, it's, it's a part of a transformation process, uh, of, of the caterpillar to a butterfly. Uh, and so I really encourage you to kind of study that. It is a really, really interesting and revelatory study, um, uh, and, and how it played into, how it played into uh, this, this this recent discussion with my therapist is um, I was telling them that you know I feel like in this particular point in time and season in my life and remember we're talking about the year five seven eight two um, uh, that that I feel uh, that this is a very very significant um, transition period. Uh, in my life, particularly, um, uh, my wife would say, you know, generally between the October to January time frame, uh, or, and actually a little bit back, I should say, September to January time frame is generally a time and a season in our own personal lives where we start to see um, buddings or movement uh, and, and um, uh, forward progression in a particular direction or positive movement uh, in our in our own personal lives uh, and so generally in this time and season in our personal lives there's generally a lot that's going on uh, that's positive in progression and moving towards goals and objectives and so um, I was telling my therapist about that uh, and and you know and and we were talking a little bit about the the, the chrysalis or chrysalis um, I'll use chrysalis, and if I'm wrong, I'm just wrong, you know, in terms of how to pronounce it. But um, <clears throat> um, that was a part of uh, our, our discussion, and I was saying, you know, uh, that this was, you know, I think a really, really important trans transition period in my life. And we had talked about, me and my, my therapist, that is, we had talked about, you know, the transition of the caterpillar to the butterfly and what goes on in that process and the, and the time frame it takes and what happens, you know, uh, to the caterpillar and that the caterpillar uh, in, in, in this transition period when it when it goes into that cocoon uh, which is a predecessor task uh, for all you project managers out there this is a this is a part of the necessary process of coming of, of transitioning from the caterpillar into the butterfly is to get into this cocoon and then and then in that process there the, the, the caterpillar actually breaks completely down into this soupy like uh, sub Substance, uh, but what's left, what doesn't get, um, what, what doesn't get consumed or broken down in that process, is I want to say what they call the imaginative genes. Uh, it's it, these little cell-like uh, uh, particles and pieces that are that, that yet remain intact uh, when when the physical body of the caterpillar breaks down. 
um, then you have these imaginative genes that then uh, begin to formulate and stitch together uh, uh, the body and, and, and the wings, if you will, of of the actual uh, butterfly that is yet to come. And so it's, it's very interesting how that whole process, I've encouraged you to kind of study that uh, transition from the, from the, um, from the, from the caterpillar to the, to, to the butterfly. But part of that process you'll see is it, is the chrysalis, uh, which is at this completed stage, uh, uh, of, of, uh, of where that outer shell is really hard. And then that chrysalis is that part of, of the process in which the caterpillar is, is burst. I mean, the cat, the, 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 I should say the butterflies is coming out of that chrysalis or cocoon, that kind of surface. And then they're budding out, uh, in, in, into that full fledged butterfly. And so, um, th that's something that's, uh, that's, that's a part of that whole process. Uh, that, and, and, and I was sharing, you know, with, with my therapist and we were kind of talking about this whole thing and that word being Christmas being that word that was impressed in my, in my heart that I found myself kind of researching and studying, uh, and how it equated, um, to this time and season that we're in right now. And particularly what, what I, what I mean with all of that discourse I just gave is, is this particular, um, uh, concept, uh, uh, which is, it, which is rooted uh, in, in our scriptures. Uh, if we take uh, from the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 3, uh, where we have Adam uh, being formed and now he's in the garden and, and God is talking, uh, uh, talking to him and he's giving him uh, his, um, his boundaries, if you will. Um, uh, he's, he's establishing for Adam the authority that he has, the power that he has uh, as being made in God's image and after his likeness. And, um, and he's telling Adam that he has basically power and authority in, in the garden to do whatever he wants to do except for the things that God tells him that he can't do. Um, and so, uh, so I'll say that again. Adam has the power and the authority, uh, that, that God has given them in the, given him in the garden to do what he pleases, um, except for the things that God says he cannot do. Uh, so in Genesis 3, God tells him of every tree in the, in the garden he may freely eat of. Um, but then he goes on to say, God, that is, goes on to say, but the tree that's in the midst of the garden, you shall not eat of it. Uh, and so God gives to Adam the ability or the power and the authority to do whatever he pleases. Eat from any tree that you freely, that you freely, uh, desire to eat of, eat or eat, or eat of any tree that you desire to eat of freely, except for the tree that I told you that you are not to eat of, um, and so uh, if you take that context of that scripture and then in Genesis three and then you and, and that's Old Testament and then you move to the New Testament, Philippians four and 13, where it says where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, I want you to see something that's very that's very critical uh, in the power and authority that you have as a believer in Jesus Christ. Um, um, that, that you may be missing. So when, when, when in Philippians 4.13, when God says, or when, at, when Paul says, which, in which, in which the scriptures are, are God inspired, uh, they're breathed, they breathe into the heart of man. You can research the scripture. I don't recall the, the, the actual, um, uh, a chapter and verse, but there's a scripture that talks about how the scriptures, uh, that we read were inspired, uh, and breathed into men and they read as, and they wrote as they were inspired, uh, by the spirit of God that was in them. And so even though Paul is writing in Philippians 4.13, um, uh, this particular scripture, um, he's inspired or he's being led by the Holy Spirit to write. Uh, and so in essence, this is the Holy Spirit or, and, or if, if, if from the Trinity perspective, this is God talking to us through the scriptures. And so he's saying that Paul is saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
And so the, the word strengthen that's used there in that text, uh, uh, in that chapter verse that, that, I, uh, that I referenced, Philippians 4.13, uh, strengthen there has two parts uh, to that word. And so it's in order to understand the totality of the word itself, uh, strengthen that's used here in this text. Um, you have to understand the etymology of the word or its word origin, how it roots and how it emanates and, and, and the, and the complete comprehensive picture of its, um, of its meaning. Uh, and so there's two parts to the strengthened word that's used there. One part of the word strengthen, uh, as you study it out, it talks about um, having the physical prowess, if you will, uh, the physical ability, uh, and also having the resources, um, the, the, the wherewithal, the means to be able to accomplish something. Uh, so strengthen in one aspect is talking along those lines, having that having that physical ability, the aptitude, the intelligence, the intellect, uh, the thought processes, the, the, ins the inspiration in heart and mind to move in a particular direction towards something uh, or to accomplish a goal or an objective, whatever it may be, you have that ability uh, uh, in order to do it, uh, you can you can surmise it or, or describe it as power. Uh, you can describe it as physical power or whatnot. But in essence, it's the ability or the power to be able to do something. You don't lack power. You don't lack uh, uh, potency, if you will, to be able to accomplish something. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the ability to do it, or you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength or strengthens you to be able to do it. Um, and so that's one aspect of the word. It's powerful when you understand that you have the physical or, or you have the wherewithal or you have the ability, you have what you need in, in how you are crafted and framed right now today. At this very second, as you're listening to this uh, podcast, you have everything you need. Uh, you have the ability to be able to accomplish a task or objective or goal or, or, or reach a pinnacle or whatever it is that you're focused on doing. You can do it because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's one aspect of the word strengthen. So remember, you got to have the full comprehensive background and um, understanding of the word strengthen to understand what is being said in that text when it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So one hand, you have the ability to do it. Christ has strengthened you with the ability to do it. Now, here's the other hand. Uh, uh, if you if you believe the first hand was was, was powerful here he, powerful here is the other hand of that of that particular word uh, or the other side of that word when God says to us in Philippians four thirteen I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me the other side of strengthen means that you have been given uh, and I want you to take your mind to uh, a court of law to the legal system, um, uh, to the judicial system. You have been given the, uh, the, the legal sanction, uh, by way of the decree from God's word to be able to accomplish whatever it is you set out to do. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. On one hand, he gives me the ability to do it. So I have the intellect, I have the power, I have the, I have the resources, I have all those different things available to me to be able to do it. And then on the other hand, I have the legal authority and decree by word of the judge himself, God, that is, who has given the, who has given the legal decree, which is his word, uh, 
whether whether written word or God inspired breathed word, rhema word uh, that's breathed into you. Uh, you have the legal authority to be able to accomplish that. Now, think about this from the judicial perspective. Now, when you have a judge that's sitting in a courtroom in, in, in their seat of authority, they have a gavel that they're generally a sound. You, you hear them hit the gavel uh, uh, on, on the dais or wherever they're sitting. Uh, and that is the, 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 the call, not call to action is not it, but that is the, uh, that is the sound of attention to the entire courtroom and every, and every, all the inhabitants therein. The judge is in the seat. The court is officially called in the order. The sound of that official calling into order in which the legal proceedings can proceed is the sound of that gavel or the sound that that gavel makes when it hits uh, uh, on, on, on the dais. And so now the court is in session. And so uh, the facts of the case are presented or whatever other proceedings, official proceedings are going forth. And then at the end of this, there is a judgment that is rendered uh, and that judgment is, is given by the judge. And whatever the judge decrees or whatever judgment the judgment make the judge makes, that judgment or that um discourse that is coming from the judge's mouth is the judge's official decree. That's the legal sanctioning of what can and will happen in accordance to what the judge has said. Uh, and so uh, that that then becomes the legal authority out of the mouth of the judge in which now whoever is a part of these proceedings or whoever is subjugated to these to this decree or this judgment now has to enact their lives upon and live out. Uh, and so now, the, so, so now, so when we say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, God has said on the one hand, he's given you the ability to be able to do something, but he's also given you the legal decree or i.e. the authority to be able to accomplish it. Now, take that and let's go back to Genesis 3 and, and think about what God is saying to, uh, to, to Adam in the garden. Now, Adam, you have, uh, uh, the ability to do anything. Uh, so, so, so Adam has been strengthened, uh, to be able to do whatever he, whatever he wills to do, uh, uh, and eat of the trees, whatever he, whatever he freely, uh, uh, um, desires to eat of those trees, except for what God said he can't do. So the judge has said, you can do all these things, but you cannot do this thing that I've specified. And that's how you govern your life, Adam. And and that's how Adam is to carry out his life. Now, now we know that Adam transgressed that. So so the decree is given. But now Adam has exceeded outside the bounds of the decree, which puts him at fault uh, uh, of the judgment. Uh, and so now what he has broken the law. Uh, and so now that he has broken the law. Judgment has to be rendered in, 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 in action towards the law that has been broken. Now, uh, uh, Adam, Adam, uh, at, at this point, uh, has now transgressed the law. Now there has to be a remedy for that. That has to be fixed. That has to be cured. The, the, the law has been broken. Now there has to be a cure to that. Um, we, we later understand that that cure to, that cure uh, that 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 God talks about in Genesis three, where He says, uh, "The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of, of of the serpent who has beguiled Eve," and then Eve gave to Adam, and Adam ate, and he and he transgressed. All of this because remember the judgment that is pronounced upon the, uh, the serpent is that. Uh, 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 you, you shall, you shall crawl upon your belly upon the, upon all your days upon the earth. Uh, and then he goes, and then God goes on to say with this judgment that, 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 that the seed of the wood, of the seed of the woman shall bruise the, the, uh, uh, shall bruise the head uh, uh, of the serpent and, and the serpent shall strike the heel uh, uh, of, of the seed of the woman. And so that 
phraseology, if you will, in that particular text in Genesis three is is a shadow and type or it's typifying, if you will, towards what will eventually happen to Jesus Christ, because he is the seed of the woman, the Virgin Mary. He comes forward and now and 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 he is wounded for our transgressions. This is Isaiah 53. I think it is. He's wounded for our transgressions. He is bruised for our iniquities. The chastise of our peace was put upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Uh, and, and, and I was going to say we are cured of this, of this, of this, of this legal, uh, decree that was broken. We are now healed of that and everything that was subject to or a derivative of the broken law. Uh, so we talk about sickness and disease and all the other depravity and everything that comes out of that after breaking the law. There's things that are tied to that, that are direct results of that. Uh, now we're healed of that when Jesus gets onto the cross, taking upon himself the judgment that was justly due to us for breaking the law because we are in Adam, uh, although we're not yet born. Uh, all of mankind is in Adam. So when one man sin, all men, all mankind sin, the scripture said. Uh, and so and so we we are recipients of this grace of Jesus getting onto the cross, saying, I'm going to take upon me uh, what's justly due to you to you and me as individuals, uh, our sins and our transgressions. And he's saying, I'm going to take it upon me in order to cure what was broken back in Genesis three, uh, which subsequently, uh, has moved Adam from this state of authority and power that he had to do whatever he wished and pleased, except for that, which God said, don't do, uh, now he 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 has he has lost his his kingship his authority he has lost his his power he has lost his place his superiority he has lost that because he has fallen and what jesus has done uh in his in his selfless and sacrificial act upon the cross is to restore to Adam, i.e. restore to mankind those that which would believe upon the name of Jesus and the sacrifice that he has done, restore unto them what Adam had in the beginning, the power, the authority that he had in the beginning before the fall. That's super powerful because as believers, those that have professed the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and believe in their heart that Christ Christ is their Lord and Savior, uh, and we have and we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we've confessed with our mouth that He is that He is our Lord and Savior, and He died for our sins and all those different things that the Scriptures talks about that we must do in order to be saved. When we make that confession, and we at that moment are transitioned back into that authoritative and powerful state that Adam had in the very beginning uh, in, in, before the fall, uh, before he transgressed that which he wasn't supposed to do. And so we we have that authority. So 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 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me uh, in one in one breath is saying when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have now then been strengthened in which you can do all things through which Christ has given me, which one breath is saying he's given you the ability and the other breath he's given you legal authority. And that legal authority comes with whatever he says you can do and whatever he says you cannot do. That's all encompassed. All of that is encompassed in when he says, I can do all, Paul says, I can do all things in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's Christ has given you the ability and he's given you the legal authority uh, to do things. And that legal authority has a decree attached to it where it outlines what you can do and what you cannot do. 
and so all of that is encompassed in that particular scripture. Now, so how does all of that relate to this um to this number uh, seven, which is a part of the year five, seven, eight, two. And what we're talking about in this particular discussion is, is, is it goes back to what we initially started with when we talked about the number seven, and the, which is the, the Hebrew letter Zayin, um, which gives a picture of a crown and a scepter and a blade or a sword, uh, which those elements, the crown, the scepter, the blade, the sword, um, gives uh gives uh, a picture in your mind or you should get a picture in your mind of the power and authority that you have as a believer of Christ Jesus having accepted uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior and what he has appropriated unto you through his sacrificial death upon the cross and crucifixion, therefore dying uh, and taking the judgment upon himself for what was justly due to us. Now, he has given us his life in exchange for all the sins and depravities of our lives, which he took upon himself, which was judged upon the cross and which he died for, it, which ultimately fulfills all of what the law required. In order for, uh, for in order for uh, um, uh, Christ's creation uh, to be restored back to uh, uh, what we had, what we lost when Adam sinned in the very beginning, uh, that's powerful. So with with that, uh, the number seven is also talking about you can rest in that understanding. That you have been strengthened through Christ Jesus with the power, the ability, uh, 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 the resources, etc., etc., and the authority, the legal decree, uh, uh, which which is encomp which encompasses what you can do and what you cannot do. Uh, in, in in through God's word, you have been you can rest in that fact that you have power and authority to accomplish all things through Christ who strengthens you, uh, and. And with that, with that rest, what we're also, what this, what this number is also pointing to is the need for you as an individual to, to, to establish cadences of rest, uh, in which you are resting in a cadence and a frequency in intervals and periods, not only, not only resting in what God has told you and the authority in his scriptures and the things that he's talking to you about, but also resting, uh, from labor and work and acquisition and acquiring for to rest and, uh, to take time to, to rest in, uh, and, and pointing to a spirit of worship. And I'm talking about Sabbath in, in that sense, uh, to, to take and set aside that time strategically, uh, in your week, uh, in a cadence and in a rhythm to, to, to get your mind and have your mind and your body and your spirit and your, and everything about you, your soul, everything about you, structure around resting in the fact of the power and authority that God has given you from the very beginning because in the very beginning he also did say on the seventh day he rested from his labor and so we are to to rest and then it goes on and we start getting into the Ten Commandments remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy and all those different things we talk about that it's not the full subject of what I want to talk about in this particular podcast but it is a very salient point to this particular letter uh, and an associated number. So the letter Zayin and associated number seven is establishing this cadence of rest uh, uh, and sustaining uh, this cadence of rest uh, uh, and maintenance periods of rest uh, in our weekly intervals uh, of life and then also resting in our daily interactions uh, and, and, and movements of, uh, moving towards our intended targets and goals of resting in this authority and in this fact and in this, and in this power and authority that God has given us that we don't have to strive in the sense of trying to manufacture things to happen. We can rest in the fact that God has given the, given us the power and authority and the ability to be able to accomplish whatever task He's breathed into you to do or He's talking to you to do or you've read that you can do. 
whatever it is, you have the ability, you have the power and the authority to be able to accomplish that. So I would say to you, seek ye first the kingdom of God, keeping the kingdom of God first in all things, uh, and resting in that authority, resting in that power, resting in who Christ is and what he has called for you to do, uh, what he's saying for you to do, what he's impressing upon your spirit to do, to walk in those areas. Um, and, um, uh, and, and, and also knowing that the, the fact that you, that, 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 that what God has imputed upon you, uh, as, as a believer is, 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 is a, is a crown and a scepter and a blade and a sword to say that you have the arms or you have the weapons wherewith to be able to overcome all evil and negativity. Uh, that attempts to come towards you. You have the power to rebuke it or stand against it or to decree it away or to take it completely out. Uh, and you have the authority, the legal authority to be able to stand against it, to, uh, uh, to advance towards it or to take it completely out. Whatever it is, you have that power and you have that authority to be able to accomplish those things. Um, uh, and so, uh, this, this is why I think there's so much of a battle, uh, of towards believers, particularly, um, to, um, uh, in which there's, there's a lot of things that are coming to try to interrupt or to disrupt this, uh, this conscious this conscious understanding of the power and authority that God has given us uh, as believers in him and what he's restored to us with his act upon the cross uh, and his crucifixion and his death and burial uh, and then ultimately his resurrection, which which uh, which points to the fact that what he said is actually is absolutely, I should say, absolutely true uh, and undeniable and it's appropriated to us. And so, um, so, so this number seven, uh, or the letter is a yin is, 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 is pointing to all of this. And this is a part of the year, uh, that we're in, uh, we're in the year five, seven, eight, two. And so in one breath, the number five, when you, when you, when you go back and, and, and listen to that podcast, um, there, there, there is this, um, there, we're in this season and time where there's blowing of the horn uh, to get the attention uh, of, of, of the creation of, 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 of the creation and, 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 and then further uh, uh, of the church itself. Uh, so so God is getting the attention uh, of, of, of everybody and everything. Uh, and then in, 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 the, in another breath, and when we get to the number seven, uh, it's a reminder uh, for you as believers and then also uh, for, uh, for, for the body of Christ at, as a, at large that, um, that, that, that the establishment of authority and kingship uh, and, and royalty in the earth belongs to the church. So attention, church, I need your attention. You need to be restored back to your authority and separate from the ways in which you have been erecting yourself to be these business establishments and enterprise organizations and branding and marketing and all these other things and tying with political movements and all the other stuff that's happening inside of churches, which are uh, uh, which are um, uh, off track from what the church should be doing. Um, I need your attention. <clears throat> I need your attention. You should rest as a church in the authority and the power of what I've established and said for you that you can do. Uh, in, 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 in what God is saying, uh, to the church, uh, and then also to the world at large, uh, uh, as the body of Christ advances throughout the world at large, you have this power and authority, um, to be able to speak to systems, uh, whether it be governmental systems, uh, leadership factions that may be risen up, uh, all the different things that are happening in the society around us, wherever you may be, uh, as a believer in Christ, you have this power and authority to be able to operate uh, as, as God has sanctioned and has he's decreed in his word to be able to operate to acquire land or to acquire positions or uh, the, uh, to, 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 to advance on, you know, I, I was thinking in my head about, you know, the 
have come from kind of an army uh, analogy, you know, advance on the beachhead, you know, move forward in this particular area, uh, 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 full speed ahead, whatever it may be, whatever God is saying to you, you have the ability and authority to do that as the Holy Spirit is guiding you and leading you uh, into all truth and understanding because the Holy Spirit is not speaking of himself or whatsoever he hears of the Father. That's what he will speak and he will show us things to come. Uh, that's a scripture in the book of John. I think it's in chapter 16, somewhere in that uh, particular uh, area. Uh, research it. Uh, you can, you know, Google. Google is a great uh, to be able to get you right in the ballpark of what I, uh, that scripture I just I just quoted. But all of that is to say, uh, this number seven is a very, very important number in this series of understanding the numbers five, seven, eight, two this year that we're in, uh, and these themes and the times and the seasons that we're in to be able to discern where we at, what should be happening, what is happening, to bring context and understanding and awareness um, to to what's taking place in our lives, and so. Uh, in closing notes, I will say to anybody listening here, uh, if you have not accepted the Lord uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time, this is the season uh, to do that. Behold, God is getting everybody's attention shut down. He shut down God, shut down the entire world. Uh, sheltering in place was the edicts we were getting from government officials and things that they from our legislative officials to wherever we are at in our particular uh, place and time. But but that was a pause, and that is a pause. We're still in this particular pandemic and time and season, but it's a pause to the entire world to say, "I need your attention." And uh, and and I'm speaking now to you, individuals who have not accepted Lord and Savior as your, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, that God is trying to get your attention. I would submit that He is. trying Trying to get your attention, and I would uh, encourage you um, to bow your knees, lift up your hands uh, in surrender, uh, in surrenderance to God, to say, uh, "Here I am, Lord. Uh, I, I, I admit I, 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 I am a sinner. I have done X, Y, Z. Admit those things inside the chambers of your heart to God. Whatever those things are, know that you are in need uh, uh, of God's saving grace, and believe that what God has done, and the fact that He has died on your behalf and took the judgment in His own physical body on your behalf, and He's, um, uh, uh, and now He's appropriated uh, um, uh, uh, resurrected life in you which it's which in turn is eternal life to where you don't have to spend uh eternity in hell you can spend eternity in heaven uh with with uh with with him and all the other believers uh, uh of Jesus Christ and so uh, i would encourage you god is getting your attention that's the number 5 and then the number 7 uh god is saying to you that he would like to restore to you the power and authority that you had at the very beginning but you can't get that um outside of uh, outside of Christ and you're not getting that and, and I would caution you to not run towards getting that power and authority so that you can then feel like you can just do whatever you want to do because there are things that God is saying that you cannot do just like he did for Adam of the all these trees Adam you can freely eat of it uh, except for this tree that I'm telling you that you cannot eat of it. So there is there's power and authority uh, uh, that God has given you, but it isn't carte blanche where you can do anything you want to do to whoever you want to do, however you want to do it. No, it's not that. Uh, uh, there are bounds and there are limits upon uh, upon those things. And God sets those bounds and God sets those limits. And so ultimately, he is the final authority uh, and who we look to uh, for our daily breath, who, who, who we look to for our direction and guidance, uh, who we look to for our purpose and understanding of what we should be doing and where we should be going, how we should be doing things. He gives, he gives us everything we need. Uh, God has given us all things and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's given us the ability and he's given us the legal power and authority and the sanctions and telling us the things we can do and the things we cannot do all within him, all encompassed within him. And so I would encourage you, uh, those that have not accepted the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior to uh, to 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 make that confession right now today. And, and it's and it's easy to do. All you have to do is is is, is in, in, a, in a prostrate post, in a prostrate posture of heart, saying, "I'm laying down everything, uh, God. I understand that I am a sinner, uh, 
and you have died for me. What was justly due to me, you took it upon your own body. You died for me. And I appreciate and I thank you and I worship you. I acknowledge that you have done that for me. And I thank you for giving me eternal life. And, and I'm thinking about John 3.16. For God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever shall believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, and that's what God is trying to give to you. Everlasting life in eternity with him. Uh, in heaven and then also restoring unto you the power and the authority that you had uh, that we all had at the very beginning but uh, before uh, Adam uh, transgressed and so that's available to you that's available to you and all you have to do is bow and surrender acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior uh, and uh, confess your mouth that he died for your sins and rose from the dead and thou shalt be saved in accordance to the word of God. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, so I just want to, uh, I just, I guess as final, final closing notes, uh, just, um, just, just pray uh, over, over everyone uh, listening here uh, uh, on these words. Father, I just thank you for this podcast and this time and this opportunity um, to download that, which you've given me um, uh, to these, your listeners, uh, I pray that their hearts are open and their ears are unstopped to where they can hear what your spirit is saying to them. Um, that they would govern their lives accordingly, uh, surrendering their lives for those that need to surrender their lives and um, pointing themselves uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and resting upon you, Father, in Jesus' name. Um, I, I, I pray that all of us I would understand the power and the authorities that you have given us and that we would move uh, um, with haste into the things and the purpose and the callings and the destinies that you have for us, uh, knowing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we thank you uh, for strengthening us through your death and your burial and resurrection uh, that give that is restored unto us that which you gave us at the very beginning and you told us in the beginning we are to subdue and have dominion in the earth and um, we have that as believers in you and uh, we will have that uh, for those that are that are committing their lives to you um, uh, now under the sound of my voice and, 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 and as a result of this podcast uh, we thank you for that uh, and so we're just praying health and strength over all your creation Father um, and we give you the honor and the glory and the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, so thank you all again for, um, for, for, for taking this time to uh, listen again, go back to, uh, the number five, uh, which is a part you'll see it up under the episodes in the Ecclesia United podcast. Um, I guess group or area, whichever, however it shows up on your uh, favorite podcast. Uh, you can find us in the Apple podcast store for sure, uh, or on rss.com. You can find us there. Uh, just search for Ecclesia United. Um, thank you so much. And we will look forward to our next installment, which will be where we'll talk about the number eight in the year five, seven, eight, two. Uh, and we'll uh, progress from there. Have a great day.